Hey sister, I'm super excited about this episode. I'm going to dive into a couple of key things that so many of you are struggling with in your premenopause. And these were things that I was absolutely struggling with, thinking about, curious about, which is where this amazing term that one of my clients brought to me about called sober curious came to be. So we're going to dive in. We're going to talk about belly fat. We're going to talk about alcohol. We're going to talk about how that impacts us and whether it even matters at all in premenopause. But before I do that, I want to remind you that if you have been struggling and you're ready to begin a practice of healing your own hormones, understand the strategy to get yourself into a more healed state and then beyond and how to 10X your energy. This week launches for the very first time my perimenopause posse. It is the first ever menopause and perimenopause group that is going to support you and give you a community permission, a daily reminder, tons of bonuses, and the exact strategy that's not only going to help you heal your hormones so that you can get back into energy maximization and fat burning, but also so that you can 10x those things if you have the time and desire to do so. All right, let's dive in. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey, sister girlfriends, how are you feeling in your body today? I know that this is such a frustrating time for so many of us, but I do want to highlight that when when women come to me in this premenopause, perimenopause, menopause transition period of typically 35 to 55, they they can come in two different ways. Either one, in complete hormonal chaos where not only can they not lose weight, but they're gaining weight amidst their efforts, they're exhausted, they're having skin struggles, digestive issues, no energy, consistency, cravings, moodiness, really low periods. That's how you know you're in complete hormonal chaos. If you can, if you're doing things and not able to lose weight, you know that you are there. If you cannot make it through the day energetically, if you're not sleeping through the night because you're waking up more than one time to just pee and go back to sleep, all of these are huge red flags that you are in that hormonal chaos. And the key piece here 
is that before you can get into weight, fat burning or weight loss or, or any type of energy maximization, you really need to heal the hormone gap, the massive hormonal gap that's being irritated by the excess inflammation and stress in your life. And there's a clear strategy to do that. That's what the perimenopause posse offers. Or of course, if you want more one-on-one, -on -one, really focused, I don't have time to mess around, don't give me the shenanigans, <laughs> dive in sort of situation, that's when you can apply for either my one-on-one -on -one coaching or my hormone healing analysis. All of those links are in the show notes. But another reason women come to me is that, you know, they are feeling okay, but they're just feeling a little lackluster, a little low mood. They're missing out on something, you know, that they used to feel in life, excitement, fulfillment, purpose, something something's just not right in their body. Maybe you're not in hormonal chaos, but that happens when we haven't been working in line with our hormone rhythm. And this is also something that we cover in the perimenopause posse uh, and as well as in my one-on-one -on -one coaching. So no matter where you are, I want to encourage you to stop accepting that part of your life, right? If you want to feel different, you've got to do different. And the strategy is just not commonplace. It's a, it's a mindset shift and it's a really clear path to getting there, but you have to stick through it for two to three months. And that's the hard piece for so many. We need the tools that aren't going to make us feel they are impossible. We need the tools and strategy that's going to allow us to be consistent and we need the support in order to get there. And that is why I created the Perimenopause Posse to reach more of you, to offer more of you. It is launching this week, which is really, really exciting for our first full month. You can cancel anytime. You probably won't want to because every month, every week, there's live coaching to get your questions answered. So just dive on in and stop wasting your time Googling, trying different things. Get the clear strategy to get there. Okay, so listen, today marks four weeks since I haven't had a sip of alcohol. And to me, that's a really big deal because I haven't gone that long without drinking since I was pregnant. And the last time I was pregnant was in 2011. So it's been a, a minute <laughs> in 2023 now. And although I do think, you know, there is absolutely a celebratory aspect to alcohol. I'm not saying don't ever drink. I'm not saying it's good or bad for you. I think that there's a lot of value in being what my one of my one-on-one -on -one clients said to me yesterday. She coined it as quote unquote sober curious. <laughs> I loved this, this term and so I'm going to use it and spread it everywhere. Currently, I am in a state of being sober curious, just understanding what it means to remove certain things from my life that may or may not have been serving me. And for me, it's been a long time where I have known that as much as I totally love drinks with friends and when I watch TV at night sometimes and watch them pour a glass of wine on the TV, sometimes my mouth fills up with saliva. <laughs> as much as I love those moments, I have noticed that over the years since I shifted into this hormonal imbalance, this perimenopause time, if I go more than a couple days in a row of having a couple drinks, 
it impacts my sleep significantly, where I will wake up and that's when I start to have these night sweats. Uh, and I want to you know, make sure you know the difference. There's hot flashes that we get from the mismanagement of estrogen distribution in our body, which is sometimes a very normal thing when we are in premenopause. But then there's night sweats, and that is a different thing. If you're waking up every night at the same time or a similar time window, especially 2 to 4 a.m. with night sweats, and you're maybe struggling to go back to sleep, that is likely not a hot flash. That is likely a, a situation where your body is working very hard to deal with the excess cortisol and toxins in your body. During two to four in the morning is a typical time where our liver does a, you know, a, a, a cleansing or, a, a, you know, I kind of think of it like, you know, a self-cleaning oven, right? It just clears everything out, makes sure that it's good to go to handle the next day. Because let's be honest, toxins are coming at us in so many different ways, right? Not only from the environment, but certainly from any type of inorganic food that we're eating. Um, and of course, anything that spikes our cortisol in our body is part of the liver's job as well as the consistent flushing out and metabolizing of hormones. And this is where things get messy in our perimenopause, in our premenopause, is that we're naturally dealing with this imbalance in our body. And so our, our liver is working overtime trying to metabolize these hormones that are now inconsistent. And anytime, and plus it's trying to deal, it's, do its job with any toxins happening at us, which we really can't avoid. We can diminish, but not avoid. And it's also working really hard to reduce the cortisol. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that really we cannot move into fat burning mode if our body is so significantly imbalanced and stressed out that the liver cannot metabolize these things, right? The same way women can't get pregnant when they're in a high stress body, we cannot lose weight or move into fat burning mode and having a consistent metabolism when we're in too much inflammation. So we have to work really hard to rebalance that piece. And, and so it was that, it was understanding that, you know, alcohol was starting to interrupt my sleep and impacting my gut health and therefore, you know, making me have more cravings later in the day that really got me to this point of deciding to be a little bit sober curious. <laughs> if you have listened to the podcast for a while, you know, way back in the beginning in episode four, I break down a lot more about alcohol and, you know, the impacts of it on our system. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't, or maybe it's been a little while. The truth is we think that the reason alcohol is impacting our weight loss goals or is is because of the calories when it's really not the calories. Although yes, it is considered a carbohydrate no matter what form it is and it will be turned into sugars in our body which can impact our blood sugar and impact our metabolism and impact our insulin which all play a role of course in our ability to have consistent energy and lose weight. The bigger thing in perimenopause is that it automatically spikes 
a cortisol and adrenaline response, right? Alcohol is a depressant. So our brain thinks, oh no, the body is in a depressed mode. It releases these other two things. So now we have extra toxins and extra cortisol for the body to manage. So we're adding more work on our body. It's like when you, you know, are so busy in life and you just get another project dumped on you, you know, it's, it's, almost impossible for you to do everything, balls begin to drop. And that's what's happening in our body. So I wanted to just share with you a little bit about, you know, what this experience has been for me and what I've really noticed. So being sober curious, that's why I decided to give it a whirl. What I've noticed now four weeks in, I'm sleeping like a bloody champ, which is amazing, right? When we sleep solid, like I'm not even waking up to pee in the night and I'm not waking up in sweat. And and you can ask, like you can ask, you know, certainly, certainly you can ask my girlfriend how sweaty I can wake up. Like I can sometimes be awake in this puddle when I'm going through this time, this time period. So I'm, I'm sleeping like a bloody champ. I am, um, I, I am finding that I'm able to crush through my workouts. I have consistent energy throughout the day. My sugar cravings are gone. And I have quite easily leaned right out in that belly area. That's always where I begin to notice. And I, I call that like hormone and stress fat in that belly area, right? Because again, if the liver's job is to metabolize the hormones from being fat soluble to water soluble, and it cannot do that, it has to store the excess hormones in fat somewhere for safekeeping so they don't go running rampant around through the body. It's just not an, an okay thing to happen in the body. And so it stores it in one of the closest fat source, sources, which for women is typically our belly fat, right? That kind of ring around the tum-tum, as my best friend calls it. And that is why we begin to gain and gain and gain. So they, you know, we call it hormonal fat, we call it stress fat because of that. And it, it really doesn't matter what effort you put in if you are not shifting your focus to choosing strategies and lifestyle choices and food and movement that lower the stress in the body, you will not be able to get out of that. You can eat very little, you can exercise more, and it's only going to get worse. And this is why we see women, you know, who are cardio junkies or long distance runners or run all the time who have excess weight around the middle to lose. Really, if you're consistently working out and you're eating a healthy anti-inflammatory diet and you're sleeping well, that should not happen no matter what age bracket you're in. So here's what I want to share a little bit about my sober curious <laughs> experience. I find that although I try really hard to look at alcohol as, you know, something I drink in celebration, you know, it can quite easily become a habit in life to enjoy with your food every day. Um, you know, it's like there's always something coming around the bend, another holiday, another this, another that. And if you are like me and you just have this tiny little niggling inside of your gut that maybe you should give it up for a little while, I encourage you to give it a try. This, again, this sober, curious lifestyle. But don't just do it for a week or two. Really commit to 30 days or even 60 days, but commit to 30 days and just pay attention to what changes in your life. 
because we often use alcohol, and I know I used to, as a way to numb the rough edges of our life. But we need those edges. We need those edges to change. And since perimenopause is a time where the universe is really tapping us on the shoulder and saying, hey, it's time to pay attention to the things that aren't working for you, both emotionally and physically, like your choices that you're making, it's, it's a difficult time and we often want to avoid this little niggle that's saying, hey, let's just flirt with giving this up or I don't ever want to give anything up. You don't have to give something up forever, but just flirt with it. Recognize the normalization of alcohol in your life, right? How it's what you do with friends. Hey, let's go have drinks. Hey, want to come over Thursday for drinks? Like less and less people have dinner and they just have drinks and it's not kombucha or tea, right? More and more often we're either meeting up for coffee, okay, cortisol spiker, or we're meeting up for drinks, cortisol spiker. And I think if, if, if wine has become either your way of winding down, your way to numb the rough edges, you know, your way to have fun, that's always a key indicator that it is time to find other avenues of fun. Because let's be honest, Whenever we use anything other than what it's designed to be used for, that is called abuse. And, you know, I, I don't really, th I don't think of myself as an alcoholic in any way. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that we want to get really clear on how we're using things in our life and what it's numbing exactly. For me, it numbed a lot in my previous life. You know, it was a way for me to just ignore the little voices in my head that were telling me I wasn't happy. I needed to change. I didn't feel very good, you know, because I couldn't face what those feelings meant to me. And that is what perimenopause begins to highlight and become intolerant of in our lives right? Perimenopause is a time when more workload is happening on your body. So we're often more tired and we're not tolerant of all the excess things. It highlights the way we've been eating that doesn't serve us anymore. And that's why we get digestive issues because our body's busy dealing with this extra workload happening at the time. So it cannot operate the way it did like a fine tuned new car when we first started out you know, by first started out, I mean like in our teens. <laughs> so this is an important piece to take a little time and digest on. And I want to encourage you to tag a friend or share this episode or really digest it for yourself and recognize that if you're doing something because that's what everyone else is doing or that's what you've always done, but, but it's not working for you, it might be time to just be a little curious. We know for a fact that it is absolutely impacting your hormones and making things worse. So maybe just explore for a month or two months the impact of just pulling it out. If you're like me and you're someone who was struggling with your sleep or gaining weight in the belly area, having digestive issues, really irregular periods, here's the thing, you guys. We think, you know, we start to have these crazy moods and we, when we start to have irregular periods and we blame it on our hormones. 
but it's actually because of our choices that's making our hormones worse. So yeah, although yes, at some point in time, having you know some hot flashes and you know having irregular periods is a normal part of actually transitioning fully into menopause, it is more often than not, especially if you're in you know just your 40s, is more often than not something you can absolutely change and not something out of your control because of your quote unquote hormones. Decide to take control of your life and your body. We spend so much time and money on our homes, on our children's lives, on our careers, but none of that matters if our body is completely out of whack. And this is the time to begin to take it very, very seriously. So step into being an empowered woman, a woman who takes control of her body, who says, hey, I'm worth more than this, who sets boundaries around how she treats herself and how she allows others to treat her. That is when we step into the power that perimenopause and menopause can offer us. When we decide to own all of our truth, stop hiding it from ourselves, stop numbing it from ourselves. And if you're someone who doesn't seem to have any issue and you're fine to have a glass or two of wine a week and that's really it, that's amazing. Make sure you're taking a look at the other things in your life that you might be using to numb and just add in an extra glass of water just to keep yourself hydrated during this time. All right, sisters, again, all of these things, these tips, these strategies, this motivation, this mindset is what I created the perimenopause posse for. So if you're someone who, who you know, has that feeling right now, you've listened to the end of this episode and you're thinking, you know what? It's time for me to level up. You know, maybe there's something I said in here that just got you. I really encourage you to swipe up in the show notes, join us in the perimenopause posse, see what a month of committing to you does for you. Because I can tell you, after a month of committing to me and being sober curious, I am lighter, I am leaner, I am more energetic. I feel freaking fabulous in my body and I'm just happy. Think of what you can accomplish or do in your life if you're not bogged down or consumed by how you feel in your body every day. All right, sisters, let's go be more in our life and not just less on the scale. I hope to see you in the perimenopause posse. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.